Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Could you possibly be the jerk for explaining that time of the month to your own niece? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my neighbors to get a hotel if they want to do stuff every night? I, 43 male, have six children, four daughters and two sons, ages ranging from 16 to 2. All my daughters share a room and my sons share a room. I'm aware that's a bit intense, but they're both quite big rooms and they all enjoy sharing a room. Our house is connected to the next door and the neighbor's bedroom is on the same wall as both my kids' rooms. Our new neighbors moved in about four months ago, and not to be TMI, but I swear they're always doing something. I'm not one to be confrontational, so I try to just ignore it. I can sleep through the night fine. But a few days ago, my daughter, female, five, came into my room at 2am crying, saying she thinks the neighbors are fighting each other and that they were screaming. Of course, I was concerned and told my daughter to stay in my room. I went into hers. And lo and behold, they were screaming, but not from fighting. At this point, I was irritated. If they want to do it every day, that's their choice. But if they're waking my children up at 2 a.m., I think I have the right to say something. The next day, I went over to their house and basically told the husband that if he's that interested in doing stuff, he can get a motel or do that in the basement. He got mad and embarrassed. He told me it was none of my business what they did in bed and then slammed the door in my face. I feel like I may have been in the wrong, but they're also doing it six feet away from six sleeping children with only a thin wall in between. Am I the jerk? Edit as I explained it wrong. A lot of you were saying I am the jerk for the way I handled it, and the way I wrote it, I completely understand it. I didn't put in enough context. I share custody of my children and only have them on Tuesdays and Thursdays, as their mother and stepfather are in work those days. I want to make it clear that I'd mentioned this to them many times over text. I told them that they can do what they want, but that on those two days I'd appreciate some quiet or for them to put on a TV show loud in the background so my kids wouldn't hear them specifically. They didn't respect those wishes and actually started doing it a lot louder on those days and also put on very loud, you know what, videos on as well. When I went to their house that was months into the situation and I'd snapped. I've apologized to them for snapping, but I still feel as if they aren't respecting me or my children at all. This is a really awkward situation because, honestly, I'm going to be honest, unless it violates some kind of noise ordinance to the fact where you can call the police and get them busted, which I mean good luck getting the cops to show up in time, they have every right to do that in their bedroom. I think this is just a crappy circumstance all around. I don't really think there's much OP can do. They can't just boss around their neighbors and say, hey, you can or can't do that in your own bedroom at night. It's just tough. I don't really know what the right thing to do here is to try to rectify it. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my nephew have another serving of food? 
I, 27-year-old male, have three of my nephews over for the weekend. They're cool kids and I love having them over. However, one of them, Eric, 14-year-old male, has a gigantic appetite. Like, literally every time I see this kid, he's wolfing down food. You wouldn't think it because he's super lank, but I guess he's at that age where it's normal. I've been there. At dinner last night, we had a nice meatloaf and some mac and cheese. I gave everyone big servings and the other two kids were happy with it, but naturally Eric wanted more. I told him he should probably just save room for dessert, and he did, but he still wanted to eat another serving of dinner after dessert. I wanted to save some food for our dinner tomorrow, so I told him he couldn't have any more. But my wife, 26-year-old female, went over my head and told Eric he could have more if he wanted, and he went on to eat so much he almost instantly fell asleep on the couch where my other nephews were playing video games. It was overall a really good day, but I was miffed that my wife went over my head over the food thing, and when we went to bed, I told her I felt like what we'd served was reasonable. She argued that since Eric is a guest, he can have as much food as he wants, and she can always buy more. She usually stocks the kitchen. She thinks I'm being a jerk for thinking I can control how much we do or don't serve, and that it's weird I would have told Eric he can't have another serving without at least checking with her first. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. Was I being the jerk? I think I was in the right. Why not save some dinner? Eric already had a lot of food as it is. So I think OP actually acted terribly in this situation. First of all, OP absolutely needs to check in with her first before putting limits on this kid. I know they're your nephew and their family, but you're not their parent. Second of all, OP said themselves that they're Link, so it's not like having extra food in this situation is going to be some concerning thing. And the third thing I don't like about this is, God forbid, around the age of 14, you do anything that might instill this kid with some kind of fear or negative feelings about eating a little bit more food. Our next story is, am I the jerk for giving my significant other the silent treatment after she got rid of my cat? I, 24-year-old male, absolutely adore cats. I mean, I love them more than anything, but my significant other, Sophia, 21-year-old female, hates cats. We have twins together. I had a cat when we started dating, but I put him down a month after we moved in together due to multiple health issues. If my cat was young and healthy, she wouldn't have wanted to stay with me, but he was old and unhealthy, so she had no problem with it. Sophia has a two-year-old small dog, Ollie, dachshund, The dog moved in with us a month after my cat passed due to her dog being really uncomfortable around cats. Recently, I've really, really wanted another cat, but Sophia would always refuse me. I got tired of it yesterday because it's unfair how she has a pet, but I can't get one. So yesterday, I brought home a three-year-old cat. The cat was chill, but Ollie had a huge overreaction and hid. When I would try to get him out of hiding and to loosen up, he would snap and start barking. Ollie came out of hiding when Sophia got home and she unleashed heck on me. She told me the idiot cat had to be gone tomorrow or else she was getting rid of it herself. I didn't believe her and today when I came home, all of the cat's things and the cat were gone. I was upset and asked her what she did with my cat. She said she returned it to the shelter. I yelled that returning it to the shelter was stressing it out. She said she didn't give a freak and that it wouldn't have happened had I not gotten a cat in the first place. She ended it off with the fact that this home was Ollie's home, not whatever cat I bring in. I've since stopped talking to her and she said I'm petty. 
I think both sides are jerks here. Obviously, in no way should you ever bring a pet into a situation where you're in a committed relationship without ever checking or ever getting approval from the other party. But her going and grabbing that cat and sending it right back to the shelter is also, I think, kind of a jerk move as well. And to be honest, I think her staunch refusal kind of sucks, but she does have a good reason when Ollie is terrified of these cats. Our next story is, am I the jerk for screaming at my girlfriend because she's forcing a superstition onto me? My girlfriend grew up with this weird superstition where you can't walk behind someone when holding a knife in your hand because it means then you'll stab them in the back one day, metaphorically speaking of course. I don't know if it's an African thing because her mother's from there, but I obviously don't believe in this crap. It's just silly. So every time we cook together, I just ignore this superstition, and most of the time she doesn't even notice. When she does, she usually just grins and tells me to keep it in mind. I do have it in mind though, I just don't care. This isn't even what annoys me. What annoys me is that she always insists on walking in front of me when we're cooking together, and she has a knife in her hand, so I have to step back like twice or three times while preparing a meal. I usually don't say anything, but a few days ago, I just snapped and told her to stop enforcing this stupid superstition onto me because I don't believe in her silly stuff. She got really sad because it apparently reminds her of home and cooking with her mom. I understand that, but I'm not her mom and she's still forcing this onto me. So am I the jerk for screaming at my girlfriend? So I totally understand why this would upset OP and annoy OP and build up to the point where they feel like they'd want to scream. But I think you're always kind of the jerk in a situation like this where you blow up and the other person didn't really have any sense that it was building up. For all the girlfriend knows, everything's just fine and then eventually one day OP out of nowhere goes, I don't believe in this crap. This is silly. Stop forcing this stupid stuff onto me. My question is, how are you ever not going to be the jerk when you come off like that? I think it's fine to say essentially what OP said, but communicate it a little bit better and just say, You know what, this is kind of building up on me and it's really been annoying me. I don't want to downplay your traditions, your superstitions, what makes you feel like home. But I gotta admit it is kind of driving me nuts. That might lead to something constructive, right? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband to deal with it? My, female 20s, husband, male 20s, has long life pets from his childhood that moved in when we moved in together a few years ago. Parrot, tortoise. I do love pets, and as these are my husbands, I never wanted to say, get rid of the pets, as I firmly believe a pet is for life, unless extreme circumstances. As these pets are indoor pets and lower care than a dog, I figured we do care 50-50. In 2020, I got a work from home job, so I'm around the pets all day, so they're more attached to me and follow my commands a bit more, as they know I spoil, but to a limit. Bad behavior means you don't get to hang out with mom. My husband, on the other hand, has figured out I'm going to do the care 24-7. I never get a moment to myself. My days off are normally doing the deep cleaning of everyone in the house or running to get fresh food or pet care items. He's off Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday. He's gone all day Tuesday after waking up at noon and doesn't return home until after midnight. Meanwhile, I'm working but handling everyone at home. I've told him to step up and he kind of brushes it off. However, on the rare occasion that I have a doctor's appointment, illness that runs in the family, appointment made months in advance, it's a fight with my husband each time. 
I don't like taking the pets off their schedule by much since it means they're cranky and potty breaks become harder. I had an appointment at Wednesday at 11, which is normally when the pet's day starts, but I'll need to be out of the house by 9.30. Husband had an interview at 1pm and states that I should just get everyone ready for the day when I get up. I said no, he needs to do it. He said that the parrot always bites him and flies away and the tortoise just hunkers down when it's time to put them up. I explained they do it because they're not used to him and the bird bites me all the time and showed him my hand where the bird recently bit me. Hormones. He told me I was being stubborn. I told him to deal with it and after my appointment I'm going shopping for myself and getting lunch since I don't go out much and since I'm downtown I'll enjoy myself, which I did, first me time in months. He's now upset and saying I costed him the interview. Am I the jerk for this? I just can't blame OP when it's gotten to the point where they're doing all of the work. He basically reduced things to saying, "Ah, It's so hard for me, it's just so easy for you, why don't you just do all of it when you get up? You know, like you usually do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for letting my daughter have a second phone without tracking? I'm the father of a 17 year old girl, Anna. Her mother and I got divorced because she started being very obsessive about knowing details of everything. Where I was going, who I was with, when I expected to be back, I had to check in every 10 minutes or she would freak out and call the cops. It got to be too much and we divorced. Anna was very young when this happened and because of some prior criminal charges, I got full custody. I did however allow my ex to have Anna one week in a month. Anna's first phone broke about a year back and my ex offered to buy her a new one. I was more than okay with that because it's a free phone. What's the downside? Well, the downside is that my ex is doing the same thing to Anna now. If the tracking software shows she's anywhere but my house, work, or school before it lets out for the summer, she will panic. Anna told me about this and how annoying it gets. I talked to my ex and she said she would stop, but Anna said that it never happened. So I got a new phone for her without the tracking software. She leaves her mom's phone at my house and will occasionally call or text her mom on it but if she's going out with friends, she won't bring it. That was fine for about two weeks until they ran into each other at Target and my ex figured out what was going on. She blew up at me, but I told her this is the reason we got divorced and I don't want her to drive her own child away too. She's claiming it's negligent and it's dangerous if she doesn't know Anna's safe because she could be dead, which seems like a bit of an overreaction in my eyes. I get safety, but she gets obsessive very quickly. So, am I the jerk? I definitely don't think in a lot of situations, having the ability to track your kid like this is a bad thing, but yeah, if you're gonna go full helicopter parent, it's horrendous. I mean, let's go back to the 80s or 90s where there was no such thing as a cell phone. Kids went out without really knowing where they are at any given time, all the time. What are you gonna do, wrap them in bubble wrap and refuse to let them go? This next story is, am I the jerk for excluding my brother from my wedding? I, 25 year old female, met my fiance, 26 year old female, in high school. We got along very well and we started dating a few months later. We've been together for 9 years now and for her birthday in April, I proposed to her. I was thrilled when she said yes and we started planning our wedding. We've always wanted a winter wedding and our date is in January. Invitations were sent out last week and yesterday, I received an angry call from my brother, 33-year-old male, asking why he hadn't received an invite. Now, my brother has never been very accepting of me being a lesbian. When I first came out, he was very certain that I was simply confused and just 
hadn't found the right man yet. Over the years I've been with my fiancé, he's been constantly criticizing her and our relationship, talking about how it was doomed to fail because one day we'd realize what we were missing. I went low contact with him years ago and I only ever see him at family events, but even after my proposal, the comments about our relationship didn't stop. When we announced our engagement, he literally asked if we were sure about it because divorces are so stressful. I mean, if anyone knows stuff about divorces, it must be him and his soon-to-be three ex-wives. When he contacted me, I asked why he expected an invitation after having absolutely no faith in our relationship for almost a decade. But he got defensive and talked about how not inviting close family to my wedding was beyond rude and that I was a jerk for excluding him, my own brother. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. When even my cousins are invited. After all, I had been invited to all of his weddings. I only attended the first one because I liked his now ex-wife. My fiancé fully supports my decision because she can't stand him. But my father called and tried to reason with me, promising he'd make sure my brother behaved if I were to invite him. But I genuinely don't want him anywhere near me on our big day. OP's definitely not the jerk here. On your wedding, you invite whoever you're comfortable with. Clearly you're not comfortable with your own brother and that's okay to not invite them. This next story is, am I the jerk for suggesting my sister and fiancé get a DNA test before they get married? My sister, 26-year-old female, is engaged to her fiancé, 30-year-old male, and getting married later this year. They both have the same last name. She was excited by this idea because then she won't have to change her last name when they get married. 
I've been a little bit concerned because my family comes from a small rural county in our state and his family comes from the next county over. Our state also has a history of polygamy and large families. At our most recent family get-together, I suggested, not for the first time, that they get a DNA test to make sure they aren't related. At first, no one said anything and everyone just sat in awkward silence. Then my dad chimed in and said, We can just wait until the babies come out and see if they're cross-eyed or not. I laughed at his joke, and my sister said that our last name is one of the most common last names in the state. It's not, but it is a common last name. I said that they should still check to be sure. At this point, she told me to shut the freak up, and the conversation was over because nobody wants to deal with her. The wedding is in less than three months, and she wants a baby yesterday. Am I the jerk for suggesting they get a DNA test? Or do you agree that it should be a concern? I think it's a little inappropriate to say, hey, you guys have the same last names, therefore you need to get a DNA test just to be sure. I mean, weirder stuff has happened. I mean, there are stories of such things happening. But I think unless there was reason for both of them to show up at that recent family get-together, I don't think they should be too worried about it. I mean, if it was ever a concern, they probably would have looked into it at least a little bit themselves by the time they got to the wedding, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for not attending my boyfriend's graduation dinner? And how I reacted when his grandma asked my GPA? My 20-year-old female, boyfriend, 20-year-old male, of one and a half years, graduated college in May with a 4.0 GPA with an objectively easier degree, his words. I'm an engineering major who graduates next May, 2024. I attended graduation with his parents and grandma. I'd met his parents several times before and grandma for the first time the night before. Before the ceremony started, there was some time for us to talk. When the conversation turned towards academia, Grandma asked me, what was boyfriend's GPA? And I answered 4.0. Then Grandma asked, what's your GPA? I was taken aback and answered mine, 3.538. There was another very awkward pause. His mom, same major as me, then swooped in and said, that's good. I graduated with a 3.3 or something. What Grandma did not know is that my crazy parents equated my worth as a person with my high school GPA. I was yelled at if I brought a grade home less than an A, and they once asked me to get my A-minus grades up to an A. I took dual enrollment classes at the same institution that one of my parents of mine is a professor at. That parent emailed their colleagues to check up on me. Because I was a minor, 16 or 17 at that time, parent was legally allowed to access my grades. An AP English teacher gave me a B as my semester grade in junior year and my parents took my report card, yelled at me, and immediately went to the principal. They pulled out my old essays when talking to the principal as to why I deserved an A and tried to get the teacher fired, but the principal gave me an A since I passed the AP exam. Everyone was happy, so we moved on with life. They have since lessened up a bit, but don't want to see any C's. After that, I was fighting back tears throughout the whole graduation. I felt physically sick and considered leaving halfway through and going back to my apartment. I ended up sobbing in the car on the way home and telling him what grandma said. He's aware on my parents' stance on grades and how it affects me. That night I skipped his graduation dinner because I was crying and still shaken. I didn't want to see grandma again. His mom was furious and said she never wanted to see me again until boyfriend explained the situation. His dad became sympathetic. Mom swept it under the rug and pretended she never said what she said. 
I'm not sure if anyone ever told grandma about what she said, but I haven't seen any of them since then. However, it is still a frequent topic of discussion between me and my boyfriend. He thinks I'm the one who damaged the relationship between me and his parents and that I'm at fault and need a little more control over my emotions because the GPA question is a common one to ask students. He also knows I have my first therapy appointment in August when I get back to our college town and we're both looking forward to it. I don't feel like I'm at fault since I've been deprived of the emotional regulation skills a therapist could provide and can't help that my parents were jerks, but I can also see his point. So am I the jerk? I don't think Gopi's the jerk here, honestly. I think this was just a bit of buried emotion and feelings sadly bubbling to the surface, unprovoked, unintentional. I just don't see how you can blame OP in a situation like that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for living with my dad because he can afford a much better life for me than my mom? My 15 year old female, mom always told me that my dad left as soon as he found out that my mom was pregnant. When I was two, my mom married a man who has three kids, currently 21 year old male, 19 year old male, and 17 year old female. My stepdad was the only father figure I ever knew. And when I was younger, I wanted him to be my dad, but he never accepted me. I also have four half-siblings, 12-year-old female, 9-year-old female, 9-year-old male, and 7-year-old male. My stepsister is definitely the favorite out of us older kids. It often seems like my stepdad only cares about her and the younger ones. My mom and stepdad don't have a lot of money, so it's pretty cramped. I have to share a room with my half-sisters. I always have to wear my stepsister's hand-me-downs and we live in a crappy neighborhood so I go to a crappy school. Sometimes we don't even have enough food. About a year ago, a woman contacted me on Instagram and told me she thinks I might be her husband's daughter because he was dating my mom a few months before I was born. She told me that my mom ghosted my dad shortly after she got pregnant and moved to a different state. He tried to find her but he couldn't. I didn't believe her at first. But after she sent a picture of my mom and her husband, I decided to ask my mom. She confessed and told me that she left my dad because she didn't want to commit to a relationship. I continued talking to my dad and stepmom, and they decided to come visit me. After I told him what it's like at home, he told me that he would fight for custody and the court would probably listen to me if I said I wanted to live with him. I wasn't sure at the time because I didn't want to just abandon my mother. I told him I would think about it and let him know. After thinking about it, I decided that I'd rather live with him. My stepmom always wanted kids but she's infertile and she already loves me a lot even though we've only met a few times. They also have a lot more money than my mom so I could have my own room and new clothes and I could go to a much better school. I know my reasons are really selfish but I would have a much better life with him. After I told him, he went to court and got primary custody of me. My mom's been giving me the silent treatment ever since, but yesterday when I was packing, she yelled at me and called me selfish for abandoning her and my little siblings as soon as my dad showed up, and said that if my dad loved me so much, he should have tried to find me earlier. I think she's the selfish one. She kept me away from my dad for the first 14 years of my life. Honestly, I think she's just mad because she won't have anyone to watch her kids anymore. And because my dad's been paying her $1,000 every month since he found me, and she won't have that anymore. Everyone except my younger half-brother and stepbrother are acting like I don't exist. My dad is going to pick me up on Sunday, and honestly, I can't wait. Not gonna lie, it sounds like the whole environment OP was living in was horrendous for them. 
And not only were the conditions bad, but they were treated bad. So no, Opie's definitely not the jerk for wanting to be with their father in a much better situation. Our next story is, am I the jerk for explaining periods to my niece after her mom hung up and forbid it? I, 35-year-old female, live with my husband, 39-year-old male. We have three girls of our own, two, five, and seven. We've been married for almost nine years. My husband's older brother passed away 10 years ago. He was supposed to be the best man at our wedding. They were very close and the loss forever changed my husband. His brother had a daughter who's now 10. She never got to know her dad, so my husband, her godfather, did his absolute best to try and keep his memory alive and step up to be whatever she needed. Our niece lives with her mom across the country. They moved away around three years ago, so all of our contact has been through FaceTime. We arranged for a summer visit so our niece could see her father's side of the family and meet her youngest cousin. Her mom was hesitant about it. She's very high-strung and protective of her daughter. She's also very religious. We are as well, but to a lesser extent. My niece got her first period a few days ago. I was out running errands, so my husband was the only one home. She came to him crying. She said something along the lines of, I know it's gross, but I'm bleeding. She had never heard of a period and thought she would have to go to the ER. He told her it was completely normal and showed her where I kept my hygiene products, though he was clueless about how to explain it to her. He tried calling me, but I was on my way home, so I didn't answer his call. I came home a few minutes after and tried to explain how to use the hygiene products I had available. I told her that we'd go in the morning for her to pick out some stuff together so she'd feel more comfortable. It was really shocking to me that she had no idea what was happening to her or even a slight idea that it was normal. But I understand that some girls start earlier than expected or before their parents can give them the puberty talk. I called her mom after the initial conversation to ask how she wanted me to approach things or if she'd feel more comfortable talking to her daughter herself. She said that she was uncomfortable with the fact that my husband had talked to her daughter about her period and that I hadn't called her the minute I'd found out. She said not to talk to my niece about it because she wasn't old enough and that I'd stepped out of line. When I told her that someone needed to explain it to her, she hung up on me and didn't return any of my texts. The next morning I took my niece to buy whatever she wanted. Pads, some clothes, chocolate. We also sat down after to talk about what a period is and what to expect going forward. Topics like pain management and the importance of staying clean during that time of month were also discussed. I kept everything age appropriate and as factual as possible. We watched some videos for girls in her situation as well, in case there was anything I missed. I sent her a text this morning to let her know that our niece needed her mom during a time like this and got a rant about how I was corrupting her with adult subjects. Am I the jerk? Thank God that they were with OP when this happened. Imagine she's still with her mom and her mom says, nah, you're not old enough, I'm not going to explain why you're bleeding. It's such a basic thing to teach a kid. It's not assault to teach a kid of any age what a period is, especially if they're going to be the ones growing up experiencing it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my sister-in-law and brother tramps after my sister-in-law insulted both me and my wife? My wife, 34, and I, 47, are staying with my parents, 72-year-old female and 71-year-old male, grandma, 90-year-old female, older brother, 50, brother-in-law, 48, their kids, 10-year-old female and 7-year-old male, younger brother, 40, sister-in-law, 38, 
and their kids, 9-year-old male, 7-year-old female, and 4-year-old male, at a beach house we rented for two weeks. I should preface this by saying that frankly, I do not get along with my younger brother, Todd, and I do not like my sister-in-law, Anne. That said, I am civil with them, and while I don't see them often, I do love my niece and nephews. Yesterday, my wife Alice and I were babysitting all of our nieces and nephews while my grandma napped and everyone else went to see a movie. Now, once we got here, Alice and I had baked cookies for everyone to eat. We'd bake them later in the evening and Anne, who works as a personal trainer, told her kids that they couldn't have any. The kids were upset, of course, especially since their cousins were allowed cookies, but Anne was insistent that they weren't allowed any at the time. She and Todd are generally quite strict with the kids' diets. None of them have any food allergies. And to my recollection, they've only been allowed a popsicle once this past week. While everyone was out, one of the kids asked Alice if they could have cookies, and so we gave them all some cookies to enjoy. When everyone came home, Anne asked the kids what they did, and one of them mentioned that we gave them cookies. She then told them to play on the beach, where they were watched by my older brother and brother-in-law and were joined by their cousins, and then proceeded to get very mad. She started off just saying that we shouldn't have given them cookies because she hadn't said that they could have them. Alice started to apologize and say we just wanted to let them enjoy their vacation, but Anne interrupted her and told her that she didn't trust a fat butt with her kid's health. Now I was absolutely livid and I told her to shut the freak up. The argument spiraled from there and at one point Anne said she should have never have trusted two psychos with her kids. Alice and I met in a therapy group 11 years ago after we were discharged from the hospital for mental health concerns, though I'd like to emphasize we weren't there for anything that would ever even imply that we'd put anyone else in danger. I then told her that it was rich for two tramps to think that they could ever raise morally healthy kids. Anne was originally Todd's best friend's wife, but the two had an affair during which their oldest child was conceived. Then Anne and her husband had what sounds like a rather messy divorce. She then started crying and left. And our family is a bit divided over this. I realized that I was very harsh. But so was she. And I don't think it was her place to dish out what she couldn't take. So, am I the jerk? I think both sides are pretty at fault here. When OP knows that the parents of these kids are watching very meticulously on what they eat, and they knew they were probably going directly behind their backs to feed their kids these sweets. They shouldn't have done it without clearance. But second of all, Anne should not have acted the way she did and said the things she said. It wasn't that serious. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.